So hello and welcome to another Mice Conversations, the YouTube series and podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Caroline Phelan, who is Meetings and Incentive Senior Manager Europe at Visit Britain and based in Paris. Caroline, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Michael. It's lovely to be here. So the obvious question with the UK, with, with Visit Britain is, how are you getting on? I mean, from a European perspective, obviously you're based in Paris, I'm based in Ireland. We've all been watching since the start of the year as Britain, I suppose, has been ahead of the rest of us in terms of opening up. How has that translated into the mice market or has it? Well, I suppose, Michael, before 2019, um, the value of business events was 19.4 billion to the UK. And that just plummeted like like all destinations. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, but on a positive side, I was reading the, um, I don't know if you've heard of the group, the Cities Restart group. No. Um, it's a, um, a group of industry around the UK, and they um, requested a study by Tourism Economics, um, which came out in September, so it's hot off the press, really, um, and well worth a read. And they were predicting um, business to be back to 2019 levels to in 2023. But on a very positive note, they were expecting business to be have a 46% increase by 2026. Wow. So, but I think in order to get levels like that, um, I think everybody realizes that it's international delegates that will bring that in because they're worth six times more than a national delegate, you know, a domestic delegate. And so it's 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 essential that um we see the internationals coming in. They're not currently coming in. Um, there is domestic events taking place um, and took place very early compared to a lot of European countries. So it was, as you know, that the UK opened their business events um, in different regions around the UK. So that's been happening, which has been wonderful. And there was a domestic fund um, created to help um, domestic conferences and events take place to kick off and business events again so that they are ready these venues are open and ready and working and staff are in place to look after the internationals when they come back so in fact it was probably important that domestic started early because it was a learning curve in terms of let's get the process up and running again let's learn from you know reopening with all these new protocols and then that gets us ready to welcome the international visitor Exactly, exactly. And Europe is moving. You know, Europe has started to move out here. I've been on the road now since September at live um, sales platform events and talking to buyers face to face. And Europe is moving, um, of course, most of it domestic. However, um, you know, the Nordics were all going south, corporate mice and um, moving down to get a last bit of sun. Um, and um, uh, I suppose it's it's there is a risk involved for some corporates because you know they're afraid of new COVID rules coming in or um but you know in our case we've put in um, in place um a risk scheme which just was put in place in September so it'll last for a year where there'll be um cost indemnization if um a group has to be cancelled because of COVID law. Yeah. So you know it's it's important that um you know, we take that sort of element out of the story. So to enable people to, you know, to, to book and have confidence to book. Yeah, to manage risk. 
to manage risk exactly yeah well let's time stamp this conversation because obviously today is the 13th of october and a lot has happened in the uk this month in particular i'm thinking of the 4th of october when the traffic light system was effectively overhauled or made redundant we only have a red list now for the uk so amber and green are, are gone um, and that red list has been greatly reduced. So that, that, that's a big change uh, for the UK market. Um, how, how does that impact long term? Because obviously, you know, none of us in MICE expected things to, you know, uh, reopen immediately, as in anybody who's planning a big event is looking at next year anyway. Does that give people more confidence in the fact that, you know, those restrictions are as good as gone at this stage as in there are very few restrictions left? You know, around Europe, if you were to tell somebody a rule today, you can't predict what the rule will be a week from now. Um, it's the same for every every country. I mean, everybody is opening up slowly. Um, yes, and the UK have um, and are slowly even more removing more of the rules and the testing processes, etc. So that will enable us to have international visitors to come back. And our message is very much, you know, we're open for business now. Um, and if you even look at the um, booking trends at the moment, uh, you know, Cvent is a good you know, platform that you can really yeah. see what's being booked. Um, um, you know, they're booking now. They have a very short window. So there is an opportunity to grab business for the winter. And so I think people are taking, you know, grabbing what they know is sure for now. And so the booking windows are going to be shorter going forwards as well. So it is difficult to predict for something, you know, in six months, we don't know where we were. I mean, look at us all sort of last year saying, oh, September, it'll be fine. We'll be all back. (laughs) You know, we were all, I think, thinking that way. Yes. Um, So we're still thinking that way. And I think that's the only way we can, you know, and put in place, of course, you know, this risk scheme, which I think is a very positive thing. But a lot of, you know, a lot of people do have um, plan Bs. You know, and and it it is um, challenging for companies, especially for association conferences, you know, to have a plan B is is a whole, you know, other file that they have to create and potentially, you know, cost and and staffing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What what are the practicalities on the ground? Because I think, you know, there is still the demand and interest in in running events in the UK and, and particularly around Europe, people traveling. But what are the practicalities in terms of standards, for example? So to give you an example, I'm going to Portugal tomorrow to a conference. It's a small conference. It'll be 100 people. But all of us will do the lateral uh, flow test before day one. Um, Are there UK-wide standards or does each association or organization decide on what standards are appropriate? No, there are UK standards in place. So, But that depends if it's in England, Scotland, Northern Ireland or Wales. Yeah. Um, so they're in place and very clear on um, the government site, and we direct all of the buyers towards those sites. But again, those standards move, change. Yeah. They're all going towards the right direction. And, you know, there are huge events booked for next year that are coming in based on those standards today. Um, but they're in, they're, in, they're in place and we don't, we can't predict how they will move. Um, but today... It is a positive, you know, it is going towards an easing of standards. I mean, today you can have, I was talking to a buyer and she has a thousand people in Birmingham this week in and in one event space, you know, and so no masks, you know, can that happen? Yes, it can. That's good to hear. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it was. It was. It's, it is wonderful to hear. Um, yeah. and, and, and speaking of, of challenges, I mean, I've just booked an event, one of our own events for July of next year, just confirmed the contract this week, and that's for an event here in Dublin. And the, the, the challenge for us in terms of running that event is that the costs have increased significantly. And that cost is primarily around the issue of staffing and labour, not for us, but for the venue itself. Is that something you're seeing in the UK as well? I mean, and I don't think it's unique to the UK if it is also happening there. I'm seeing this across the board. Yes, I think it is. It's going to be a challenge. It's really important. I mean, there's there's several. I mean, of course, you know, COVID rules changing pricing. You know, all of these destinations, all destinations have had no mice business. We all need it back. So it's going to be extraordinarily competitive next year and going forward to get all of that business, um, you know, back to the back and growing from 2019 levels um, and following those wonderful predictions. Um, and it is, you know, price is a challenge. I think another challenge is also access. Um, a lot of, you know, we're islands. Ireland's an island. The UK is an island. I mean, we do have the tunnel, but still access is key to all of our mice business. And, and I think that's going to be a challenge. We did have some good news this week. Um, Buehling announced some lovely flights um, uh, from Paris, in fact, into the UK and even a direct flight into Belfast, which I think is nearly a first from Paris uh, in my career anyway. So, um, that's um, important and with good capacity, but um, you know access, and of course we have uh, Brexit being a challenge for us in the UK. The image of Brexit and also the logistics around it. But I mean, our message is very much you know for business events, nothing's changed. You know, you just come. All you need is a passport. That's the only major change for any of our delegates. Um, you know, coming into the UK, um, but you know perception. Um, is is a challenge um, and also association conferences that may only do events in EU countries or e- are EU funded and so that will be something as well that is an issue for us so there are several challenges I think but we've always had challenges <laughs> I mean okay COVID is the worst we've come across and uh, um, and I, I was saying during COVID, the only good thing about COVID was people stopped talking about Brexit for a while. But <laughs> but uh, now that COVID is is sort of um, is uh, on its way to control and positivity ahead, you know, Brexit is still something that are, people are discussing, and of course, it's in the press daily. Yeah, of course. So, can I ask you about? Um changes that have happened and I don't necessarily mean as a result of of the pandemic but more so has the industry the UK used the opportunity used the time for a strategic reboot and I use the word reboot because I was watching one of your promotional videos from last year when you know the reopening was happening and it was reboot reinvent etc has there been a lot of that what changes can people expect or or are they visible yes um, I think, well, look at us, we're on Zoom. Zoom is here to stay and hybrid is definitely here to stay. So um, like most of Europe, um, venues, organisation have adapted to the hybrid um, future. You know, a lot of events um, will include hi- a, a hybrid as an element and even agencies, um, you know, have employed staff that are more technical savvy than potentially in the past. Yeah. As a huge agency in Paris, for example, I was talking to the manager there and, and she was just saying, you know, we've 
people have left, but people have arrived as well with different um, skills that they didn't need or have potentially before. Um, on the ground, I think, you know, innovation has to have happened, has happened, you know, more innovative ways of dealing with this issue and, and new programs and new ideas and resilience, um, you know, of course. Um, and I think sustainability is something that's not no longer going to be an option. You know, prior, a few years ago, sustainability was, yes, we'll have it if it doesn't cost us any more money, you know, um, but, you know, if paper cups are more expensive or, you know, whatever they were looking at, if it was more expensive, they wouldn't do it. That's no longer an option. And I think that's really come through um, going forward. And, um, you know, probably that COP26 is happening um, very shortly in the UK. And hopefully, you know, there'll be big decisions taken at those that, that event and that we can, you know, um, build on the success of that event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about trends going forward? You mentioned people kind of seizing the opportunity and booking for this winter, but but long-term 2022, how is it panning out? Are you seeing any trends in terms of different types of bookings, different types of um, timeframes in terms of when people are booking? Um, is there anything you can kind of give us some insight on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so bookings are happening, which is wonderful, not just RFPs, but bookings. And we've seen a 70% increase in RFPs um, since May, which is, you know, especially since the beginning of September, because in Europe, of course, August and, you know, July, August is very quiet. Yeah. So September has just gone, you know, that way, um, which is very positive, short as I was saying earlier, short booking times. So, you know, about a four-week um, booking trend. Um, also, corporate mice coming back in groups that actually I thought would be smaller, but actually similar sizes to 2019. So corporate groups, um, first association conferences that had been postponed are now coming in and booked for next year. So going forwards, um, and that's still been booking, you know, for they have a longer lead in time, but bookings coming in and inquiries coming in. So it's all looking um, fairly positive, Michael. So uh, that's, are, are the, that's the trend. Pardon? Are there, are there bottlenecks? Because one thing I've seen across Europe is a lot of people have had to postpone, obviously, and delay conferences from 2020 and 21. Um, and we're seeing some bottlenecks in the industry here in terms of availability being an issue. Has, has that worked its way through the market already or is that still evident? No, no, it's something that I haven't come across yet uh, for the UK. Um, not bottlenecks. No, no. Thank goodness. No. Um, I hope we could facilitate um, business coming in. And of course, you know, one of our priorities is regional spread. So it's also prior to prior to the sort of the COVID, people were moving um, around, especially England. You know, Scotland was doing. Uh, you know, people are quite aware of, of what's what we can be done in Scotland. Wales as well has been developing its um, mice image in the markets, and England has been largely an unknown uh, region outside London, you know, but the south of England, we have great trends coming in there, the central England, and of course, the north of England, which is an amazing region to be discovered and has very competitive rates. Um, 
And we would, you know, encourage people to explore those because some people might have an image that sterling is expensive. But if they explore a little bit beyond what they know, they can get quite competitive um, rates and, of course, availability. Yeah. Mm. One of the other challenges I've, I've noted, and this is for us and, and others um, have recounted it to me, is uh, contacts. We seem to be all rebuilding our databases again. So many people have, you know, moved on or had to rescale or, you know, sadly, some agencies have gone within the industry. And But yet there are also some new agencies that I've seen as well. Um, and, and actually, one of the advantages of these these mice conversations is people say, I like them because I can actually see familiar faces that are, you know, they're actually still there because I just don't know who's there and who isn't there. So it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's great to see you on camera. And I think people will will appreciate that. So talk to me about the, the role. I mean, we talked about changes, but what is the role of of Visit Britain within the mice industry? I mean, you're obviously based in Paris, covering all of Europe, but the broader role, both for you, your team and also the UK team. Yeah, well, I suppose um, it's very much developing brand awareness and developing awareness of what people can do, telling them there is access, they're welcome, giving them Brexit information if that's a concern, the latest COVID information, um, identifying opportunities, also opportunities within government sector priorities, which is something we do focus on a lot. and using the expertise on the ground um, to attract international mice business into the UK. So the the wide um, and bas- you know the wide um, I'm trying to use, not to use French words here <laughs> the the wide uh, réseau I'm going to use it anyway réseau of association um, ambassadors. Yeah, resource. Yeah, resource. Thank you, Michael, to attract um, you know really key sector um, events into the destination, not just for the volume of people, but also for what they're talking about, as we call it, the legacy, but what they're talking about and what they're bringing into the country. Um, So to identify that, and then, of course, just support. Support, you have, you know, bid funds available to UK um, industry to bid for international events. So that's another one of our key roles. That's interesting. Um, I wonder if you could reference the website where people can find out more. And obviously, I'll, I'll include this in the show notes, both for the YouTube uh, video and the the podcast. Where can people find out more and find out about the resources? I mean, you've mentioned a number of resources and supports that are available. Yeah, for UK industry, I suppose it's our corporate website, which is Visit Britain corporate website. And then for buyers, we have the events are great Um website where we give information for very much choosing the destination and practical information about coming to the UK and why would you choose the UK as a nice destination. So there's two key websites there with two very different messages. Okay. And then lastly, you mentioned specific sectors where there are supports. Give me an example of one or two of all of of those sectors that, that there are supports available in. Yeah, well, I'll give you an example. Health and life sciences um, or maybe even AI, there's, there's a, a list of about 20 different sectors. Um, but last week I attended an event which was focused on buyers that organize events, meetings and events around the health sector. And it was phenomenal, the potential that was in that room. It was just, you know, and all booking events to the UK and future events and past events, of course, having done events in the past and looking for events in the UK because of its sector 
and because of you know the innovation in the UK around the medical and life sciences um, industry. You know, you have a they call it the, the the medical triangle between London, Oxford, and Cambridge, and you know there's so much going on in the UK around the health industry. Yeah, and the UK obviously has a very good reputation or a heightened reputation as a result of the pandemic because of the work that was done on the vaccines in the very early stages. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm sure that will be leveraged. Um, mm. Well, look, we'll include all those 20 different sectors. We'll get the link and we'll include that in the show notes here. Uh, before I finish up, I want to give a little plug. We have our own MICE event. The MICE Meetup Dublin is finally back after two years of being postponed. We're back on April the 12th, 2022, the same venue, the Alex Hotel. So, Caroline, thank you very much for your time. We've been talking to Caroline Phelan here from Visit Britain, based in Paris, but looking after the whole of the UK. Caroline, thank you again. Thank you, Michael. It's been a pleasure.